Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor, and welcome to my podcast, Doug the Neighbor, coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. Oh my gosh, what a great day for a podcast because I have a very special guest here today. He is my guru of podcasts, and we'll be chatting with him in just a second. But first, let us make sure that uh, we get a lot of housekeeping done. First off, we'd like to make sure that Jojo Bear is here, our vice president in charge of production. He is here. He's always good to have around. Now, the weather window, let's take a look and see what is going on in awesome Austin, Texas. And it is hot, 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 but it's all smiles and sunshine in awesome Austin, Texas. We've not had any rain for a couple of days, so things are drying out, thus no mosquitoes. We're very happy for that. Now, for the sports of today, my glorious Texas Rangers are still in ninth place behind the terrible, dreaded Houston uh, Houston Astros. So we have a lot of wood to chop to get into the playoffs or win the division. Oh, okay, then we have a a shopping tip today for our neighbors. I'd like to let you know that the Bluebell Price Index, one pint of Bluebell ice cream is $1.99. That's a very good price for uh, Bluebell, $1.99 for one pint. Now, we have a very special guest here today. His name is Mr. Dalen Turk. He is a podcast guru. He is my guru, and we are very uh, fortunate to have him here. Dalen, welcome to the Possum Trot Studios. Thank you for having me, Doug the Neighbor. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Now, we've had a couple of situations where we had to uh, reschedule our podcast, uh, but you are here. Uh, Tell me your latest adventure. It's a good story. As it seems to happen, um, cars tend to break down, and that is exactly what happened with my wife's car. <laughs> and as the mechanic of the family, I decided to go check it out. Um, but uh, we ended up taking it to a shop. They recharged it. They uh, figured out it was wrong, and so they ended up repairing it for free right after. So saved me some work, saved us some money. Happy ending. <laughs> Very good. I'm sure your wife uh, enjoys that. Uh, are you a hands-on guy? Uh, yes. Um, like I said, you know, growing up, my dad, um, kind of guy where, why buy it, you know, when you can build it, or, you know, why have someone else fix it when you can fix it yourself? And so I've carried that on with my trusty toolbox that he gave me when I moved to Austin, and so I've pretty much fixed and built as much as I can. Oh, well, in Texas, especially with cars. Especially with cars. Well, in Texas, we call that a shade tree mechanic. Under a shade tree, fix the car. Hey, shade tree mechanic. I will take that label proudly. <laughs> okay. Well, we're very glad to have you here. And uh, to begin with, uh, let's start with your name, Dalen. D-A-Y-L-E-N. Is that a family name? It's not a family name, um, but I, as far as I know, as, as much as I know, um, there are some TV host, talk show host, radio host, I'm not sure what it was, uh, but his name was D-A-Y-L-I-N, I believe. Yes. Um, and my mom just 
really liked it. And so she decided to go with D-A-Y-L-E-N. Okay. Um, and it just so happens as well that on my mom's side of the family, there's Donna, Dion, Doreen, Dennis, Darcy, Dakota, Daylin. So lo- lots of D names. I love that. Family. And I'm Doug. So please hey. tell your mom that Doug <laughs> is thinking of her. There we go. <laughs> now, that's very interesting. Have you ever thought of uh, Googling this Daylin uh, TV radio host? Uh, I've tried and I haven't been able to find anything. So either I'm going crazy or my mom was. So who knows? <laughs> okay, to our podcast listeners, we have a question for you. If you know the answer, please let Doug the neighbor know, and I will pass it along to Dalen Turk. It's a very interesting search, and that is what the beauty of the Internet is to find people like uh, this uh, radio announcer, radio host, that Dalen Turk is named after. Now, your last name is Turk. Now, is that T-U-R-K? Is that English, Polish, French? So it's a Germanic name. Germanic. Um, yep. Okay. So my uh, on my dad's side of the family, um, it's pretty much like Norwegian, German. Um, but I believe it was my great 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 no, my great great grandfather um, came over from Germany, and I believe our name was originally spelled. T-U-R-C-K with an umlaut over the U. Oh, an umlaut. Um, we love umlauts. Umlauts are great. Yes. Um, so it changed to Turk when they got to um, uh, Ennis Island. Um, Ellis, Ellis, Ellis Island. Ellis Island, sorry. Yes. Um, I was thinking of Ennis Cantor, the basketball player. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, changed. And then um, he got in a covered wagon and moved to Montana. Moved to Montana. Yes, indeed. Oh, my gosh. Now, we will get to that, and I find that very interesting. Uh, have you ever done your DNA? No, I have not. I've been trying to convince myself to. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I haven't gotten myself to do it. Um, I think it'd be worthwhile. Sure, might be very um, interesting because uh, you did mention that your great-great-great-great-grandfather came from a town in Germany, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that through DNA you can find out the name of that town and maybe mm-hmm. go to that uh, village, town. Perhaps. Yeah, okay. So uh, any plans on doing it? Does it sound interesting? I would like to. Um, I think it'd be fun. Um, and my... Um, on that side of the family, the German, there's a lot of, um, especially like World War Two and World War One history. Yes. Um, that I find very interesting. Um, and so I think it would be really cool to kind of track that down and see where the different, you know, branches of the family the, wound up. Wound up, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and especially my, and even on my mother's side, uh, my grandpa was born and raised in Mexico City. He immigrated when he was 25. From? Um, from Mexico City. Okay. Mexico. Um, and so, really, there's a whole branch of family that I don't really know about, honestly. Your, your, your family's covering the globe so far. A little, a little <laughs> bit. A little bit. Most people would not uh, see me as Hispanic, but I, I, I am. I am. So. <laughs> and the whole story of how you ended up in Montana, very mm. interesting. Yes, yeah. very interesting. Now, uh, I've introduced you to Jojo Bear, our yes. vice president of uh, production here at the Possum Trot Studios. Did you have a teddy bear when you were growing up? So I didn't have a teddy bear. Um, and actually, when I was a kid, I loved stuffed animals. It was a big thing as growing up as a kid. But sure. I had the I had two, but the one was Rainbow. Rainbow. And Rainbow was a little stuffed dog about eight inches long. And... Um, it was a she. 
She? She was covered in different patches of fabric that were pink, yellow, blue, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it was rainbow. Right. Um, and the story behind rainbow um, is the dollar store in town. And there's, you know, the whole, this basket of all these dogs, these sure, rainbow dogs. Sure. But there's one where its eye was kind of like dented in and its face was a little deformed. Uh, and I felt so bad. <laughs> because for rainbow. I, yeah, I didn't think any, I didn't think rainbow was going to find a friend. I didn't think anybody was going to want rainbow. And so I got a dollar that I had saved up. And I got Rainbow. And so I've, I've had Rainbow ever since. And Rainbow's been my best friend because I didn't, you know, want, to be, want her to be lonely. Um, I love that. You, now you said you've had her ever since. You still have Rainbow? Yep. She uh, uh, sits uh, in my nightstand every single night. And so. Jojo Bear has been with me for many, many years. And we love hearing that story about Rainbow. Now, <laughs> when you were growing up, did you have any uh, pets? Uh, any pets? Yeah. Um, so, grew up with horses and then grew up with uh, Buttercup and Daisy, our two beagles. Oh, we uh, love beagles. Funny, funny enough, both times, my dad, of course, was the ones who got him. Both times, he was supposed to go out grocery shopping, get milk. Instead, came back with a dog. <laughs> and both times, we're like, well, we still need to eat. <laughs> but Buttercup and Daisy, they were some good hound dogs. Oh, that's great. That's a great story. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we t tell me, where were you born? So I was born in uh, good old Missoula, Montana. Missoula, Montana. Yes, indeed. Now, you told me your family was German, you have family mm -hmm. in Mexico, and that your great-great-grandfather took the covered wagon out to Missoula, Montana. Mm -hmm. Any family history at why Missoula, Montana? I think it was kind of a big... Um, thing of just like the American frontier is, you know, early 1900s, it was still, you know, a little rough and rowdy out here, a lot more, um, I guess, opportunity that could be found. Space. Um, space. Uh, um, but so my great-great-grandfather specifically, um, if you go a little ways outside of Missoula, there's a place called Rock Creek, or Rock Creek. Rock Creek. Um, and it's world-famous fly fishing, gorgeous country, but um, he was actually one of the first uh, people to found that area. Oh, really? Um, and so there, it's the Turk property. I think it's the second um, oldest property of the original owners that are still out there. So my family still owns a property. Um, and so that's kind of, I guess, how we got there, how the Turks got to well, Montana. Well, that's great. Fly fishing um, out there in Montana. So, um, yeah. yeah, and it's it, we still, um, the laws, like water laws are grandfathered in, so we still technically own the bedrock that's underneath the creek, so we can do whatever we want with it. Oh, maybe um, we should go gold mining. Hey, there, there we go. <laughs> um, and the county, even before they put in the subsidized road, um, they kept moving onto our property before we finally put up a fence, and this is you know way back when. Uh -huh. So we technically own about halfway in to the road that goes along <laughs> our property. Of course, we're just going to leave it. Um, but yeah, that's um, kind of how we got there, and it's just kind of... Now, what does yeah. Missoula mean? Missoula, um, as far as I remember, um, it's a Salish Kootenai word. Um, basically, I think it was meaning, um, like, referring to the Clark Fork River that runs um, through Montana, through Missoula, um, meets up with the Blackfoot River. Mm -hmm. um, but it's uh, something to do with the like 
freezing river, the ice on the river. Oh, so um, could we make margaritas out of that river? I, we can take a trip to Margarita, <laughs> Bill. I'm sure we could find Jimmy Buffett there. I'd be fine with me. Now, you said Salish Kootenai. It's the, the Salish Kootenai tribe. Tribe. Indian yep. tribe. So yep. it's an Indian name. Yep. So, yeah, it's, yeah, and that's you'll find a majority of um, Montana towns are Native American names. Oh, isn't that excellent? Um, isn't that and a lot of people wouldn't know it. Um, I think my favorite one, and I'm not sure... Um, I'm pretty sure it's Native American, but it's Elzada. Elzada. And it's this tiny, tiny little town in way eastern Montana. But it's just a fun name. <laughs> but yeah, so it's... Um, we, we love that. We a love lot of, that. A uh, lot of Native American roots that really uh, stick to Montana. Right. Yes. Oh, that's great. No, that's great. Now, where did you go to high school? I went to high school uh, at Hellgate High School in Missoula. Hellgate High School yes. in Missoula. Now, were you the Lions, Tigers, or Bears? We were the Hellgate Knights. The Knights. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, you're a pretty big guy. And to our podcast listeners, Dalen Turk is a pretty big guy. Did you play <laughs> in any sports uh, when you were in high school? So, I played, uh, focused mostly on basketball and track a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I loved it. I, I've always been a huge sports fan. Um, I think I, I fell out of it going out of my junior year. Mm -hmm. um, but sports, you know, being active, playing basketball, running track, jumping track specifically, mm -hmm. um, was just a big passion of mine. It still is. I play basketball all the time still. Oh, that's excellent. That's um, excellent. Uh, uh, your knees haven't given out like Doug the Neighbors have. They're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for a few more years. We're getting okay. there. Well, let me tell you, the age of rust is coming. <laughs> I prepare myself as best as I can. They call it the golden years. It's a brownish color and it's more rust. The age of rust. Now, uh, you were in high school. Did you have a high school job? Um, so yeah, my high school job, along with my uh, uh, two brothers that were in high school with me, we would uh, mow lawns. Mow lawns? Yeah, okay. make a few bucks mowing our, our neighbor's lawn and then his girlfriend's out in town and uh, uh, right. a couple odd jobs here and there. And um, uh, what about during the winter? Shoveling snow? Getting uh, snow um, yeah, off the Shoveling the same uh, neighbor's you know yard, shoveling his driveway. Had a really long driveway that stretched like 50 yards. Oh my gosh. Uh, and we'd, we'd always shovel that and then uh, alongside of his garage... The water would melt and drip, and so we would get a stack of like two feet of ice that we'd have to break like apart that. and just hammer at. It. <laughs> it took forever, but it was good work. It was know. good work. Now, okay, that's great. Now, where did you go to college? I went to college at the University of Montana. University uh, in Missoula, of course. In Missoula, so yeah. so you were a hometown boy, so you went oh, to yes. college there. Okay. Now, uh, were they the Lions, Tigers, or Bears? They were the Montana Grizzlies, the, the Grizz, the Grizz, Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Now, what did you study in college? So in college, I studied journalism. I specifically focused on photojournalism and radio broadcast. Oh, yeah. very interesting. Uh, what attracted you to radio? So radio, um, I hadn't honestly thought about. I went into college knowing I'm going to be a photojournalist. My my ultimate goal has always been to a be a combat reporter. Okay. Um, and so um, I'd always focus on that. And then I took uh, my first audio production course. I think it was like my sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey. I'm pretty darn good at this audio thing, right? Um, and I really enjoyed it. And you so have I a beautiful kinda, voice, I, a good radio it. voice. Yeah. And so I stuck with it, and then I took um, a an intermediate um, audio course. Uh, my 
junior year, and I ended up winning what's called a Society of Professional Journalists uh, Mark of Excellence Award. Oh, excellent. Um, and it's, Great. it's, I guess you can kind of compare it to like a college Emmy, I guess. Okay. Um, right. And if you win it nationally, then you get like an actual Emmy. Mm -hmm. um, so I won it for um, in-depth audio, mm -hmm. um, and then I won another one actually just this past year for um, uh, podcasts. For podcasts, oh yes, um, and we'll get into that in just a minute. To our podcast listeners, that we are interviewing Dalen Turk, who is my guru for podcasts, and he just explained that he recently won a podcast trophy award for his efforts on a podcast. Now, uh, Dalen, what was the name of that award again, please? So it's the uh, SPJ, the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence. Mark of yeah. Excellence. And I won one for In-Depth Radio, a piece that I had done um, about a serial killer that was in Missoula, Montana during the 80s. And oh. then I won one for podcasts for a podcast series I worked on about alternative education. Well, very nice. We have royalty here. We have royalty. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> and you found your niche in radio yep, and I kind of just took right. off with it. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I just kind of carried on and led me to new opportunities. Right. Okay. Now, uh, what was your first car in college my first car in college um, was gifted to me it was a 1994 jeep cherokee it was a uh, nice chipped green it was a good rig though it was a little nuts and bolts but it it, it did me good did you good i'm sure four-wheel drive i'm sure it did oh, you yeah. good in the winter all right it, it, it handled pretty well it also did pretty good donuts so. <laughs> pretty good donuts did the car have a name I don't think that car had a name, honestly. Okay. Um, after that, I got, um, I bought a 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee that was uh, named um, uh, Stella. 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 <laughs> Stella. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, not the first car, but my second car was named Stella. So, but you are a Jeep guy. I was, but now I have a, a small pickup named Leslie. Oh, I love this. A small, what, what sort of pickup is it? Is it is a uh, 2011 Nissan Frontier. And it is called Leslie. Yeah, Leslie. Oh, uh, we love that. We love that. Now, when you were in college, you were working for the college radio station? No, I was actually working for a, uh, um, a local station um, nearing the end of my college career. Um, I was working for Cherry Creek Radio. Cherry Creek is, Radio. Yeah. And so they're uh, a very small market uh, radio station. They have... Uh, spots all over the country, but they happen to be in our town. And so I worked for, um, oh, I can't remember the station, but it was their sports station. And so I would uh, board up, uh, run the boards, produce for like live sports broadcasts. And then I also produced and co-hosted a uh, weekly sports talk show. Now, uh, what was the name of that station again? Cherry? Cherry Creek Radio. Cherry Creek Radio. They will be, yep. uh, we will forward this uh, podcast to them. I'm sure they will be happy to know how well you are doing here in awesome Austin, Texas. Now, uh, what were you doing? Uh, you were performing or producing for Cherry Creek Radio, but you were telling me about another job that you had while you were in college. Yeah, so right out of high school, actually, I got really lucky. Um, I found a Craigslist ad. <laughs> On um, fitting, fitting. Fitting. Um, I found a uh, Craigslist ad for a small company, In Motion Productions. I think at the time they just it was uh, In Motion Photography. 
Um, but it's just a small company run by this guy named Curtis Medina, and he um, travels around Montana and all the surrounding like North Pacific Northwest and Northwest states yes. photographing softball and baseball tournaments. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I think I was only a, about a year into my photojournalism experience out of high school, and he hired me. And so for the, all three summers from 2014 to 2016, I traveled all around Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, South Dakota, photographing softball and baseball tournaments, doing like action shots. What an experience. It was awesome. It was great. It was, oh it was a really God. good opportunity. And um, the gentleman's name who was your, hired you and your mentor for this? What yeah, his, his that was uh, Curtis Medina. Curtis yep. Medina, and right. a shout out to Curtis Medina uh, that let him know that Dalen Turk is doing well here in Austin, Austin, Texas, and he appreciates you putting him on the payroll and allowing <laughs> him to uh, photograph all those sports events and travel. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, lots of travel, lots of lots of driving, which um, I hadn't done a whole lot before that, so it really kind of gave me more of a thirst to go out and you know see places. Okay. On that note, when did you come to Awesome Austin, Texas? So, I came to Awesome Austin, Texas uh May 14th of 2018. So, you've been here a uh, Ooh, about a year and year two, and two months. Two year and two months and 3 days. 3 days. Hey, yes, yes. Now, why Austin, Texas? So I came to Austin because my wife was here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pretty good reason. Yep, I'll take. Yeah, she had, she moved out here about a year or so previous for work. Um, she graduated before me. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was like, hey, Austin's as good a place as any. Right. And right. so came down, uh, try and find some more work, a bit bigger market than Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, it's been pretty great. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good to hear. Now, uh, let's just take a breather right here. Uh, you t- just told me earlier that this is the first time you've been on the other side of the podcast being yes. interviewed you were a little nervous in the beginning how are you feeling now i'm feeling pretty darn good okay and are you enjoying your dr pepper i am okay well we appreciate appreciate you uh coming here uh to the possum trot studios and doug the neighbors uh podcast and we certainly appreciate you being here now when you came to austin awesome austin texas what was your first job here so my first job here um, continuing off of at, uh, UM, I worked as a student event manager for their athletic department. Right. Um, and so that carried on to my first opportunity in Austin, where I became an events assistant for the UT athletic department. Okay. Now, um, event uh, assistant, what what would that mean? And so an event, so specifically in my role, um, I am, um, especially during like UT football games, for example, I am the go-to guy for Anything that needs to be done in the VIP areas of Daryl uh, Royal, Daryl K. Royal, uh, Texas Memorial Stadium. Texas at the stadium. Yeah. So yeah. some rich guy's got a nice box up there, and he needs extra chairs for his box. Mm-hmm. You get him chairs. I am the guy. You're the go-to yes. guy. Yes. Being the go-to guy will allow you to be exposed to many, many different types of things. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened my first year working for them, I became the go-to guy. So it worked out. Oh, that's good. Go to the bull. You're the go-to guy. That's great. That's great. Now, you also told me you have another job. You're a very busy man. (laughs) That I am. 
Yeah, so my other job, I'm a, a producer for uh, Talk 1370 in town. Talk 13... 1370. 13, yeah. Oh, uh, the number. Talk, yeah. talk 1370, 1370. Yeah. which is a... So it is a uh, talk news station in Austin um, uh, by Intercom Communications. Intercom Communications is a corporation yeah. that, that owns... This radio station. Exactly, yep. So they've got like uh, Magic 95.5, Mix 94.7, um, and Talk 1370, which is the station I work for. Oh, I see, I see. And uh, since uh, we couldn't let that pass, if you need somebody, Doug the Neighbor is always available. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make that known. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made you laugh, so therefore that's good. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Laughter is the best medicine. All right, we are interviewing Dalen Turk here at the Possum Trot Studios in awesome Austin, Texas. He moved to Tech Austin uh, one year ago and two months ago. Uh, so now he's here and he has two jobs, working for the University of Texas uh, in special events, and he works for Talk 1370 uh, radio station. Now, what would be your uh, functions there at Talk uh, radio uh, 1370. So Talk 1370, I am the main producer for all of our talk shows. Um, we do have a lot of shows that we syndicate um, through other stations, but yes. um, I, through a weekly basis, I produce, I think we have about six shows that we come in and pre-record, and then I also have a show on Saturday that I, uh, or a couple shows on Saturdays that I produce live. That you produce live. Yep. Now, would this entail uh, guests coming on in, sitting at a table, and they yep. talk into a radio microphone? Yep, absolutely. So um, whether it's one guest, two guests, four guests, five guests, phone okay. calls, whatever it is, coming in remote, I'm the one operating Now, now when it's, you say it's talk radio, so there would be various subjects, correct? Sports, yep. politics, health, music. So ours... So our station focuses mostly on like politics and finances. Okay. Um, a little bit of sports, depending on what the guests. We have a lot of most of our shows are um, paid programming. Okay. Um. So you know we have clients that come in and do their shows, kind of as long as it fits the format. Fits the format. Okay. Um. But yeah, mostly a political uh, uh, talk station. Now you said it was owned by Intercom. Yes. Are they a national organization? Yep. So Intercom is, I think, the largest. Um, um, radio station in the country. I think it's like Intercom and iHeartRadio are kind of the two oh, okay. top competitors in the country. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. So, all right. Well, uh, again, if uh, Intercom needs somebody funny, Doug the Neighbor is always available. Okay. Now, let's uh, move along here. Uh, you have two jobs, but let's. you have another endeavor, and please tell the story at how we met. So we met uh, because I started this uh, audio drama known as uh, A Point in Time, okay. uh, episode one, Peonage, and Doug, the neighbor here, just so happened to be cast in it. Oh, okay. Um, now let's back up a little bit. What do you mean by audio drama? It's a radio drama, audio drama. What is, what is that? Please explain to our podcast listeners. So an audio drama, uh, basically imagine, imagine a movie but it's only audio, complete audio. Okay. And so there's no visual. It's all completely left up to the listener's imagination. 
but everything is created through dialogue, through narration, through sound effects, through music. It's all completely audio driven. Okay. And so it's everyone, you know, there's different formats of stories, but it's just these fictional stories that are created through audio. Okay. So I believe uh, prior to television, the, the uh, yep. only way people would communicate across the United States was through radio, and then they would have mm -hmm. radio dramas, radio shows. Yeah. That's and I think, I mean. yeah, the biggest, you know, kind of the original one that people reference to is War of the Worlds. Well, the, the famous one, but there was also the Lone Ranger, mm -hmm. I believe, yep. was on there, and then... Uh, Burns and Allen, I think, uh, had a, a comedy bit uh, around their house, and Jack Benny did a radio show. I believe mm -hmm. all of them, because that was the medium back yep. then. So, what inspired you to uh, come up with this idea of a radio drama? You know, I've always been, um, at least since I've been into gotten into audio and production and podcasts and whatnot. Um, audio drama is something that's always really caught my attention. And there's um, one called We're Alive, A Story of Survival, created by Casey Wayland, uh, okay. Wayland Productions. And it's kind of, kind of the top-tier example of what an audio drama is. Mm -hmm. And I've just, oh, I think I've, it's, it's like 48 episodes, and I listened to it like six right. times over. <laughs> but um, I just fell in love with it, and I've got a whole list of them that I listen through, repeats, repeats. But right. it's, still, it's still kind of like a hidden niche like it hasn't super caught on yet yes. and so i really want to what were, again again what was the name of the gentleman who that you admired so much that so that's that's casey wayland with wayland productions okay um uh, he created we're alive a story of survival we're alive lockdown um he helped produce uh one called bronzeville um that was created by lorenz tate and lawrence fishburne Mm -hmm. um, which is a fantastic 10-episode series. Right. Um, Lawrence um, Fishburne, the actor. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne was one of the uh, executive producers, main voices in it, and I actually... Um, in Peonage, I referenced Bronzeville, which was inspired yes. by this podcast. Right, right. Um, yeah. But um, I, in college, I had started this 10-page uh, script, mm -hmm. which, you know, to produce this turned out to be 50 pages. Yes. Uh, but I started it for a project for an African-American studies course. Mm -hmm. And I loved the story. I knew I wanted to do something with it. And I started the script, and I was like, hey, like, let's make something. Like, this could yes. be something cool. And it turned into Peonage. Peonage. And uh, you produced it uh, at your home studio or at no. work? Yeah, so I was very lucky enough. Um, the people at the radio station are gracious enough to let their employees use the studios as long as they keep it in, you know, nice, neat shape. And so we were able to uh, produce it at the uh, Talk 1370 and Intercom uh, studios. Oh, now any chance that Intercom and Talk 1370 could put Peonage Show on their platform? I wish... I would love that national attention, but I don't. I don't know if they would let the content be on there because it is a little, a little racy. Uh, okay, I would disagree with you on mm -hmm. there because it is radio drama, and uh, there is some stuff on TV and other mediums that is just like far beyond. Mm -hmm. I guess we can uh, we can take that to the FCC. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, and uh, it never hurts to ask. That's this true. is America. You have a beautiful product, and uh, all you need to do is ask. And it just got published when? Literally today, July 17th. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's up, it's up and going. Okay. And I appreciate you casting me as a 
cranky southern redneck. There's a real <laughs> stretch for me. <laughs> Mr. Nelson Grady. Yes, um, really. So, yeah, Doug here was cast as Nelson Grady, who's kind of the, the narrator of the story, telling it through his eyes as he was. Um, and it's the story is telling the story of a sharecropping family in the early 1940s, and the farm that they were on, the Tompkins, they happened to be on the Grady farm. Right. which was Nelson's father's farm when Nelson was about 12 years old. Right. And right. so now Nelson Grady's an old man in a retirement home, and he's telling, telling his, his story. story. Telling his story, yes. And it was rather enjoyable uh, being cast, doing the homework for it, look, reading over the script, and uh, it was absolutely beautiful, and we... Uh, uh, had a, a lot of fun uh, recording the thing. We had uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We had Some a dozen, bloopers. <laughs> we had a dozen people in the recording studio at the uh, Talk thirteen seventy radio station. Uh, Dylan, Dalen was very kind to uh, provide pizzas for us, and we had a good group of creative people, and it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. So please look for. Uh, Peonage on a point in time on uh, Dalen Turk's own podcast network. Yes, indeed. It is a PWBN, the Podcast Without Borders Network. PWBN. And that is why Dalen Turk, DT, I refer to him as DT, yep. uh, that's why he is my guru. Because on your own network, that you have started. Please tell me about the other podcast that you have there. Yeah. So starting off, we've got Splainin' Things, which is kind of the original one, my first personal podcast that I did. Yes. Um, started with my uh, buddy, Connor Bryan. Uh, also, he produces it himself. That is Bryan Media Productions. Right. Give him a shout out. But we started that as an idea. I think it was my third year working as a sports photographer he joined me on the road working with us yes and we came up with the idea of explaining things okay and, and what so do you explain each episode it's a completely different topic it can right. be we started out our format was a little bit more of like a debate kind of style but right. we've transformed into just explaining things explaining just things explaining. Like so now i think our most recent episode we we explained exercise uh, okay uh, so right. we got some fun stories of our uh Hatred of running in there. Um, and every episode we branch off on crazy tangents. We talk right. a lot about movies, pop culture. And now, would you classify this as a buddy podcast? Two people chatting. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a buddy comedy podcast. It's, it's very fun to listen to. Okay. All um, right. And then yeah. we've got Sports Without Borders, um, which is uh, our kind of resident uh, sports show, which is run by myself and RJ Hens, who is actually in up in Montana um, okay. still. So we record remotely. Um, that one where... I'm still kind of getting the grounds a little bit, but um, he and I both worked at Cherry Creek Radio for the sports station. He was the production director for all of the uh, stations there. Um, but he and I both love sports. We're very passionate about it. Um, we get heated at each other, a lot of yelling sometimes. Sports, yes. Um, but it's a, it's a fun sports show. Uh, excellent. And then, uh, we've got 900 Things I Hate. 900 Things yes. I Hate. Okay. And so that one, um, so that's myself, my wife, Shelby, my sister-in-law, Neva, and my uh, brother-in-law, Wyatt. Okay. And Wyatt, uh, he has this list, and I, I think I learned about it about a year ago, and it's just a list of things he hates. <laughs> 
At the time, it was at 900. I think now he's almost to 2,000 things. And whenever he thinks some, he'll just write it down. It's just this, it was just the most absurd thing I'd ever heard. Just all these things that he hates. And so each episode, we pick about five or six things, and then we analyze and comment on them. And it's it's a pretty goofy, wacky one. And, you know, just family in there recording. Oh, um, I love it. But I love just it. going through, I think we're... Uh, we just, in the most recent episode, we peaked 100 um, mm-hmm. on the list. So we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yep, we've got uh, a point in time. Penis, yes. first episode out. Uh, we're going to be working on episode two shortly, getting started on writing. Right. The, uh, now, a point in time is what we talked about. Yep. The, 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 because you're going to do a series. Yep. Of- so a point in time specifically um, will be... Kind of an anthology. It'll be every episode. Um, we'll be taking a look at a different point in history. Right. Um, and okay. so there will be some, or maybe it'll be two or three episodes. But each episode will be taking a look at a different point. Whether it's you know just a time with the Romans, or you know prohibition, or right. you know whatever. Each right. episode, and I, I really want to focus on one being entertaining, being engaging, but also being educational. Right. Um, and so one thing important with peonage is. It's backed by several peer-reviewed secondary sources. Right. right. Um, so, so you've done your research yes. to create this fictionalized mm-hmm. story. And so I work really hard to make sure that everything that they hear is not only you know, dramatic and engaging or funny or whatever it may be, depending on the episode, mm-hmm. I want it to be true. Right, right. And... Uh, because uh, of my uh, lack of muzzle, I came up with a couple of ideas for your next story. Yes, indeed. indeed. <laughs> and as to our podcast listeners, uh, it's one of those situations where Dalen Turk is now looking at me, cross-eyed, going, "Oh my God, here he goes again with a, that you know, story." I still, I've still got some research to do, so I'm not, I'm not pushing it completely to the side. But we'll, I appreciate we'll see what it. comes out, I, and I, then. A new addition to the podcast Without Borders Network, we have Doug the Neighbor, of course. And we certainly appreciate that you are now carrying Doug the Neighbor podcast on your network. This Mm -hmm. is very, very exciting. And to be uh, in the forefront as you build your network Mm -hmm. uh, is absolutely uh, fantastic. And we are very grateful that you Mm -hmm. now put Doug the Neighbor up on your Podcasts Without Borders Network. Absolutely. Okay, now this must be keeping you very, very busy. You have two jobs. You have a family. You had an oil pan or an air conditioner you had to change. Do you have any hobbies or anything like that? I've got a lot of hobbies. Um, I, I guess you can consider working on a car as a hobby. Um, I love cooking. Oh, really? Uh, cooking, baking. I, I, my mom always said if I hadn't gone to journalism school, I probably would have gone to culinary school, which is probably correct. Uh, really? Uh, really? I, I do have a huge, huge passion for cooking. Um, fishing, hunting, too. Okay. Um, All right. Oh, that's but, good to hear. Now, what sort of food do you like cooking uh, you, with your Germanic background? Honestly, you said your grandmother was, or your great-grandmother was from Mexico City. Uh, my grandfather, actually, was oh, from Mexico. Oh, oh your grandfather. Yeah. Okay. Um, I... I kind of, I mean, I don't have a like specific thing I like to cook, honestly, in terms of um, type of cuisine, you know what? But um, I just, you know, whatever it is, I like to branch out, try new things. Okay. Um, a lot I of like times that. it doesn't go quite well. well a, lot a lot of times of it goes very well. A lot of experiments. Um, and yeah, I spend that was kind of a big thing is when I get stressed or anxious, I would 
either go out and shoot some hoops, you know, basketball yes, hoops, yes. or I would go in the kitchen and I would, you know, bake some cookies, bake some bread, or, you know, I'd cook right. something up. Well, here at the Possum Trot Studios, we have a motto that we have lived at, lived with for many, many years. You cook, I eat. So <laughs> I borrow that as long as you enjoy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Now, uh, you uh, have uh, very busy and summer is coming. Do you have any plans for uh, travel coming up? Um, yeah, so we're, uh, my wife and I are actually going back to Montana. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going, we got a friend uh, who's getting married up in, it's a place called Whitefish. Okay. Um, it's uh, way up above, um, kind of actually in the Salish Kootenai area, Black, uh, Blackfoot area above uh, Flathead Lake. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to be spending a week up there going fishing, eating all the good food, going oh, all the good swimming great. holes. That's great. Um, so it's going to be really nice. Oh, that's absolutely excellent. Excellent. And you're driving or flying? We are flying. Oh, you're flying. Yeah. Um, maybe later on we'll drive. Mm -hmm. um, but right now we're just going to fly up there and uh, spend mm -hmm. uh, as much time as we can. And you're going during the summer. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, as much as I love the winter, um, you can't swim in the winter. Well, after um, a year in Austin, awesome Texas, uh, winter is not good. <laughs> I'll swear. I, I, I was dying without snow this year. I, I just wanted to go snowmobiling. Okay. All right. Now, DT, you uh, are my guru. You have... Uh, formed this network, Podcasts Without Borders. Uh, uh, you now have five different podcasts on it, and you're adding more content to A Point in Time, Doug the Neighbor you have on there, Sports Without Borders, Splaining Things. Sounds very funny. Uh, you, you really are getting after the and working, oh, and also working at a radio station, uh, what would you tell a young person who wishes to get into the radio business or start their own podcast? What wise words would you tell them? I think one thing that, and especially a lot of younger people trying to get into, um, you know, whether it's YouTube or, you know, creating a short film or music or podcast or whatever it is, but, and especially with podcasts, um, and I've noticed this with like my cousin and my brother-in-law, because um, he's younger, he's still in high school, um, is they worry about how many people are listening. Um, and it's kind of a thing where, and, you know, explaining things just a while ago um, finally surpassed our thousandth download, um, which to some is nothing. You know, some have millions and millions of downloads, but us, a thousand was huge. Like a thousand people have downloaded, you know, an episode of our show. And so that was crazy, but... You just look for the small milestones. I don't, like, you can't stress about, you know, who's listening, how many people are listening, because then, you know, you're going to get in your head. Mm -hmm. Just do it as long as you enjoy it. Like I say to a lot of people, I produce these things because I do it for me. If other people enjoy it, awesome. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find passion in it. I hope you like what I'm doing because I'm doing it for me because I like doing it. So don't worry about how many subscribers we have. Don't worry about downloads. Just keep doing it, keep doing it, and eventually people will hear, and you'll perfect your craft, and you'll get better, and you'll get better, because I can tell you right now, the first episode of Explaining Things was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> the first audio drama I produced 
was not very good. But the more you do it, the more you perfect it, and the more you do it for you, and the more you enjoy it, it'll be better. People will hear it and people will listen. Those are beautiful words for anyone who wants to get into the radio business or podcast. Beautiful, beautiful words. Obviously, Dalen Turk, DT, takes his karma vitamins, A, B, and K. Always be kind. We certainly appreciate Dalen being here today and spending time with us. It's a beautiful story of his life, and he has enjoyed his Dr. Pepper here. And we'd like to thank our podcast listeners for listening and, and tuning in to uh, uh, Doug the Neighbor podcast because I do enjoy talking to my neighbors. So I ask one thing to you. Call your mother. Make her smile. All the best.